And here we go for the 19th time, episode 19 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. Welcome in, welcome all. If this is your first time listening to us, we hope you enjoy your first episode. And if you are a consistent listener, we thank you for sticking with us through 19 episodes. And I know we uh, we make it a habit of thanking uh, everybody who's listened to us at the end of this episode, but... I do want to uh, mention something because I have said on the podcast uh, a handful of times that um, I know it was a, a goal kind of kind of, of ours to have reached 500 total listens for the podcast by the uh, end of the year. And I thought that was probably a little on the low side, hopefully. Um, but I'm pleased to say that we hit 514 listens earlier this week. So we actually are, you know. We're two and a half months earlier to 500 than I ever thought we were going to be. So thank you all for the incredible amount of support that you've shown this podcast. We've had people asking to be on the show. It's been absolutely amazing. And Sam, I I guess we have a, a tiny bit of an audience. Yeah, you just stay doubting us, Jason. <laughs> just stay sleeping on us. Hey, you know what? I Like I said, I thought 500 at the beginning was, was reasonable. Maybe a little on the low side, hopefully, but apparently it was way on the low side. So good for us. Hey, we're going to we're going to a mill by the end of the month. I oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're kind of entertaining. I don't maybe maybe a little bit. No, it's the, it's the guests that we bring in. Yeah, it really. It's <laughs> like this this episode. I've already said it's gonna flop because we. Sorry, guys. Sorry to spoil it. We don't have a guest for this episode. No, we it's, do. it's been a long time since there's just me and Jason. It's we're a little mm. out of practice. Yeah, I feel like there's this this empty vo- empty like void. Like when you finish talking, I feel like someone else should start talking. Then I'll talk. But it's like I gotta pick up the slack because you're so boring. I know. It's I actually have to talk to you. <laughs> I don't have somebody entertaining. I'm stuck with you. I miss Charlie. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Keegan was great. Jenna was great. Our guests were all awesome. And you're boring. Okay. Well, we'll try to we'll try to keep this uh keep this show afloat because we really don't have anything planned. I had two stories that I wanted to tell and we'll talk a little bit about the Giants Patriots game, but other than that, there's not much planned, so we'll see where this we'll see where this ship goes. But we'll start off the show just like we always do. Sam, dude, how was your week? It's the weekend. It's Friday. Well, actually, it's 11.30 Friday night, so it's almost Saturday. Yeah, it was, it was all right. It's just a lot of work. You know, like like going from zero classes to a full load with work and trying to practice volleyball. It's crazy. Trying to practice volleyball for what? For club club volleyball. Oh, yeah, you're still doing that. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot about that. When does so? How does that work? Because I don't really. I never really understood how that works for a college as compared to like. Because you say club, so it's not. It's not so, like the women's team that's like an official. Team it's of not school, but you're not an NCAA like affiliated sport. So it's a club. Like you're not recruited to go on. It's like you like asked to join and we have tryouts cause we have like a limited number of spots, but like you pay to be on the team. Unlike 
um, like the D1 volleyball team, they're not going to ask their players to pay to be on the team. Um, So you pay dues, and then you – our schedule – our season is during the winter and beginning of the spring terms for uh, quarter systems. But So it's kind of just like regular – like a regular – club volleyball team so it's it's like yeah it's like um club um in in high school for volleyball and like it's it's pretty much just a travel ball team pretty much like we go to um different tournaments we don't like host uh one-on-one matches we go to tournaments and play uh weekend tournaments um we have our own league like club volleyball has its own league it's the uh it's PIVA. I, I forgot what it's called, but it's, I forgot what it stands for, but it's like all the teams in the Northwest that have club volleyball teams created a league and we play in different tournaments and there's a PIVA championships and then everyone gets ready for uh, club nationals. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool, actually. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely not high, like a high scale, high scale of like D1 volleyball or D2 volleyball. But there's plenty of guys that could be on D1 or D2 that actually play. It's just like a less rigorous way of continuing like playing volleyball. Yeah, in college. Say, you, at least you still get to play, you know. Oh yeah, it's so it's so much fun. Yeah, well, that's really cool. I never really knew how that whole thing worked. And it's cool because you get like you get to wear Oregon on your jersey, which is like not many people get the opportunity to wear like a big school on the front of their jersey. And we know they have like fifty bazillion jerseys anyway, so Yeah, but we only get uh we only get two and we have to order them. <laughs> and there's restrictions on it. We can't get like a certain kind of duck emblem too. It's really crazy like the rules that they have for um what you can and can't have on jerseys. Yeah. Well just, uh, well, I wonder if that's because it can't, well, no, because if you're still attached to Oregon, I was going to say, I wonder if it would, if it would somehow conflict with another team. I don't know. That wouldn't necessarily make it's like, a lot of sense. It's like a certain duck emblem is owned by like Oregon athletics Yeah, and club sports isn't owned by, isn't affiliated with Oregon athletics type of thing. Well, you said that better than what I was trying to say. I was going to say if it, like, if it conflicted with the school or a team somehow, yeah, you said that better uh, than I did. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Like you can't have a, a freaking duck on your, your shorts (laughs) for games. I mean, I can kind of see that though. If it's owned by the athletic department, then. But then, wouldn't the club team technically, in a way, be connected to that? I don't know. No, the club clubs are um, club sports are just student run, and they have like their own organization that gives them money and funding and stuff. Not the athletic department. Huh? Yeah, it's pretty well, that, cool. Well, there you go, everybody. A deep dive into uh, what club volleyball is like at college. Well, and it's it's not even just volleyball because there's so many sports that are offered. By like big schools, it kind of sounds like a beefed up, fancy version of intramurals. Oh, it's way more competitive than here. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like it's a it's a beefed up, like more legit version. 
it's like intramurals, but if you took like an all-star intramural team from your school and they went and played other yeah. intramural teams from other schools, that's pretty much what it is. Right, which is why you got selected, right? Because you're just like the best. Well, the funny thing is I got cut my freshman year. Oh. <laughs> and then I didn't play last year. And then I am helped run the team this year, so they have no option to cut me. <laughs> you suckered him in. No, that was crazy. Like, have you been cut from a team before? No. Wow. Light flex. Light flex. <laughs> Sorry. But that was nuts because volleyball was like the biggest part, like the biggest sport in my life. And I thought that like I was the best at that. And then when I got here, it was like a reality check of holy cow, maybe I'm not as good as I thought it was type of thing. Well, I got invited. See, I I know exactly what you're talking about because I got invited to a showcase at the University of Pacific. And I got invited to a handful of showcases, but I only went to one. And when I showed up there, you know, one of two things became very evident. It was one, um, I'm ridiculously short. Um, because every I was one of the shortest guys out of like the 200 of us there. Well, you should have known that already. Well, no, but I mean, (laughs) I was surprised at how much... I knew I was going to be one of the shorter ones there, but I didn't realize how much shorter I was going to be than even, like, the average height there. It was ridiculous. Did they split you up into into positions, too, for, like, drills and stuff? A little bit, but the thing... Well, and like I was saying, the thing that became more evident to me there was I was just... I'm not a showcase-type player, and when when it ended up... I went into that showcase and I wanted to, you know, what I was good at was playing defense and distributing. And I was a really physical defender and I did really well on defense, but the guys who got the ball, it was just a one-on-one type of, like it was guy would get the ball at the top, everybody would clear out and it was a one-on-one. And that's just not how I played basketball. That's not how I grew up playing basketball. So I, I thought I did well at the showcase, but I was just – I kind of left going, I just – I don't like showcases like this because it's not its not basketball to me. I, that's not the way the game is supposed to be played. No, it's – it's like going to things like that. Like I know what you're talking about, um, tryouts like that where you're not playing with like your team and there's not like a goal of getting better as a team. It's just all individuals like getting theirs pretty much. It was kind of boring, yeah. I mean, it really was boring. Like, there's no camaraderie, and the game just doesn't look as clean. Especially volleyball, which you need, like, all six players playing well at the same time. When you get with, like, a group of guys that are all trying to, like, be individuals on a team, it just stands out so apparent. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's the crazy thing, too, growing up. You realize, like how insignificant you are like being this white kid from Roseville, California, and you meet like all these different people from around the country. And it's like, Holy cow. I'm, I was like, I thought I was athletic in high school, but I was (laughs) scratch. I wasn't even scratching the barrel (laughs) at that point. Well, you, yeah, you do come across some people where you're just like, dude, what have you been drinking? Like where, where, where did they dig you up? <laughs> so, so this guy was homeschooled, and his parents were feeding him like elk they had just hunted 
the day the day before. Son, you're gonna you're gonna eat this this whole elk. They would make they would make sure their shot wouldn't kill it, and they would run up to the elk and bite its jugular, (laughs) and they had to carve it right there. You had to be good of a shot. You had to just graze it in the ear to get its attention. And then you had to run up on it and, like, make it submit. <laughs> you had to do a staring contest with the deer. And then it would just let it let you kill it. Because <laughs> you would intimidate it so much. But but have you seen that, too, like, growing up? Because growing I don't know, but I assume this is for you. But, like, middle school and, like, elementary school, I was a like a top level athlete i feel like yeah no i yeah i you know i i i agree i was um i thought i was one of the the better players at the schools that i went well i mean even at roseville you know i was playing varsity as a sophomore i'm not saying i was the best one there but i knew i was at least in the (laughs) in the top tier at the school yeah, and in the district, just because I was starting as a sophomore uh, on a varsity team, so it's just crazy how you get up in levels. Like going to national tournaments in club, where I played against guys that are now playing like D one volleyball, and I yeah. shared the court with them. Is like it's just crazy. You can't wrap your head around that as you're as like, you're like a young kid that that's gonna like happen and that that there's people at the, like that skill level mm-hmm. you know yeah it's a small world but it's actually a really big one. Oh my gosh it gets bigger each each and each year it seems like it's crazy it seems like um so hey dude i had i had two stories that i wanted to tell on this podcast one that i forgot to last week and which I mean earlier in the week which is fine because we ended up having Charlie so it, it I mean no harm there and another story that I uh, I wanted to tell just because of uh, the day it was the, of the date yesterday because yesterday was October 10th um, so one of them is kind of a serious story the other one is uh, a funny story um, one of them you definitely don't know the other one you might um, which one would you like to hear first, the serious one or the, the funny one? Um, serious one. The serious one. Okay. So. Wait, no, I changed my mind. I want the funny one. The funny one? Okay. The funny yeah. one first. So have you ever done something and you just kind of look back and go like, wow, I really impressed myself like with what I just did. Just like you can look back at it and go, yeah, I, I mean, I, I nailed that. I really nailed that. Yeah. Okay, well, you ever had the complete opposite of that, where you just go, okay, I don't even know how I can function as a human being. Oh, more, you just, more, you, more times than I've nailed it, for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Monday, earlier this week, right? So, my routine for going to school is I, I wake up at 7, I get up, I, I get dressed, I make a quick little protein shake because I don't eat breakfast before I go to my first class. So I make a little protein shake. I'm out the door by like 7.20, go to class, come home. Then I have breakfast. Well, as, as I'm leaving my house, right? So I had gotten dressed. And you know those sweatpants that we got freshman year? For yeah. Basketball, the most comfortable sweatpants ever made? Yeah, the biggest pair of pajamas you can get. Yeah. So I 
I'm walking out of my house, right? And I'm getting into my getting into my truck, and I'm on my way to school, and I'm I'm sitting down, and I'm like, "What is wrong with my sweatpants?" And I realize as I'm driving to school that I had put my sweatpants on backwards. And I drove to school and went to school with my pair with my pair of sweatpants on backwards. And I got to the parking lot, and I was like, I really just drove to school with my sweatpants on backwards. So I had to take off my sweatpants in my truck in Sierra College in the Sierra College parking lot, put them back on, and then walk to class. Do you, Do you wear sweatpants with shorts on underneath? Well, just a, like a regular pair of underwear. You don't wear gym shorts underneath? No. Dude, you haven't been wearing sweatpants, right? How have you been? I, that, I, that's weird. That is not weird. That is that how is you do weird. it. No, it's not. Dude, you're talking to the king of the sweatpants here. So You're not wrong, but I mean... Especially in, a, in Northern California weather. Mornings are cold, so you got to wear the sweatpants. Because, gosh... Gosh knows you don't own a pair of jeans. For sure. You wear sweatpants, right? Yeah, jeans are forbidden. But as the sun comes up and comes out, it gets hotter. So once you're in, like, third period, you don't want to wear those black baggy sweatpants anymore. You got to have gym shorts on underneath. So it's an easy fix. You just take the sweatpants off and put them in your backpack. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't wear sweatpants unless it's going to be cold the whole day. If I see that it's going to be 70 by the time it it hits 10 o'clock, I'm just going to wear shorts. But it's also like, especially those sweatpants, it feels weird not to have shorts underneath because it's just so much area under, you know? I disagree. Well, they're just not tight. And I need them them to be tight. I need them to be, be on me. Why don't you just have a little bit bigger legs and fix the problem? Squat a little bit. Those me. those sweatpants that we got freshman year are still big on me. I know, dude. They're huge. And I've gained, <laughs> I've probably grown like four, five inches since freshman year. No, probably not. Maybe like four inches tops since freshman year. And they're still ginormous. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably own those sweatpants for the next 20 years, honestly. I don't think I'm ever gonna outgrow those sweatpants, but that's okay because they're the like the most they're the most comfortable pair of sweatpants I've ever had in my entire life. So that so that was the funny story. You wore sweatpants on backwards. Yeah, I, I wore I literally wore clothes backwards to school, and oh. I had I had never done that before in my entire life. I felt like a complete moron that I didn't recognize that I put my sweatpants on backwards because normally you should be able to feel something like that. Yeah, I've but, definitely uh, gone through a whole school day with a shirt inside out, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's like those moments where I'm just like, how, how did I even get to school this morning? I put whatever. Um, I didn't say it was the funniest story uh, ever made, but it was something where I was I, like, it kind of sounded what? like it. Oh no. <laughs> but I just, it was something I had never done before. Um. Yeah. And so the uh, the serious story, probably going to be a much better story. Um, so uh, yesterday was October 10th. Um, now, Wait, San- was the sweatpants story the one you were waiting to tell? No. Okay, okay. 
no, no. That's, um, that's pretty anticlimactic. No, no. <laughs> um, so the uh, yesterday was October tenth. Um, now, Sam, do you have any clue as to why October tenth is significant to me at all? October tenth. Yeah. Didn't you say it was your dad's birthday? No, my dad's birthday's in March, but that's okay. <laughs> Didn't you say something about it? My dad's birthday? No. October tenth. Is it your? Is it anyone's birthday? It is not anybody's birthday. If you guess it, I'll be really impressed. October tenth. Was it the day you shipped off to boot camp? Yes. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm very impressed by that. Um, but I mean, if it was nobody's birthday and it was significant to me, I guess you could have. Wow! Just, just take the. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking it away. I'm taking it away. But it's no, that's literally one one in a hundred and sixty five day chance that <laughs> that was right. Sixty five day chance. Yeah. One hundred and sixty five. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna let you. Yeah, just move on. <laughs> I'll move on from that. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so October 10th, uh, 2017, I left, uh, for United States Marine Corps boot camp. Um, and so earlier this week, uh, yesterday actually was technically my two year anniversary of being in the Marine Corps. So Aww, congrats. So thanks. So cheers to two years. So starting, is, starting year three. Is it common for all Marines to wear the clothes on backwards? Is that a common thing? Might be. We're not the smartest bunch, <laughs> at least at times, <laughs> at times. But we are very creative. I, I over the over the summer when we were in Twenty Nine Palms, we put two pallets. We broke two pallets, put them together, and made a couch. Um, so we we work with what we've got. Yeah, um, that kind of sounds lazy, bro. Why do you guys need the couch? Because we needed we needed a place to sit. We were in the middle of a desert and didn't want to sit on rocks all day. Wow, the American people are paying their taxes for you guys to sit down and relax all day. Yep. Is that what you're saying? 100%. <laughs> um, anyway, so while I have plenty of uh, military stories that I could tell, and maybe I'll start telling some more throughout the podcast, um, I figured since you know we have this show, um, that I, and since it was the, uh, the anniversary of my, uh, my two-year anniversary of, of being in the Marine Corps, I would tell my favorite story. Um, that I've had in my in my two year career in the Marine Corps, um, and I may have told uh, you this story, Sam. I'm not sure. Um, so the the story I'll, I'll try to I'll try to keep it brief. I don't want it to take up the whole show, um, but it was something that stuck with me uh, more than anything. I think anything else in leaving boot camp, uh, at least story wise. Um, so there was, uh, it was give me. One second, because I want to make sure that I have, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So, it was, so I was shipped out October 10th, and because I left October 10th, I missed Halloween, my birthday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. I was gone for all of that, uh, which really kind of stunk. And while, so, and I graduated October I mean, not October, January 5th. So left October 10th, graduated January 5th. Um, It was December 7th, December 7th. 
and we were uh, we were doing we were practicing drill out on the on out on the drill field. Now the drill field is basically this giant. Think of think of a parking lot with no like parking space lines. So it's just black pavement, and it, it's it's massive. Like you could fit probably. I don't know, 9, 10, 11, 12 football fields on this drill field. It's Sounds massive. like a uh, waste of resources, if you ask me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's massive. And we were practicing. Oh, it's, it's, just, it's just blacktops for you guys' recess? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, good. Pretty much. Good, good, good. good. Um, so the, the drill field is obviously where we practice drill. That's, that's all you're really allowed to do. On, on the drill field and that's also where the graduation ceremony is held well it was that's all this like land of covered in concrete is for is to drill for drill yes that's it pretty much gosh okay and the grad well to hold an entire company of 600 marines it has to be a big area so um but right now it was just me and me and my platoon and our and our drill instructor. So we're out there. We're practicing drill, and we're going through our routine. And um, it was ridiculously windy out on out on the the drill field. And I, I'm and I I kid you not when I say this, this is really important to the story. So this is where the story kind of gets a little bit serious. So did a uh, did a kid get blown away? That would be a that would be a, a fun story. Oh ooh, ooh, no 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 no! Mary Poppins came in. And on her uh, with her umbrella, and flew in. It was like, oh, hi everyone. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna let that joke continue to not land, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> it landed as about as well as your backwards sweatpants story. That so. might be true, but you're gonna keep oh, interrupting the story. Oh, I'm trying to no. tell a, a nice story. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Um, so, and I, I, I swear it was the the windiest day. The windiest day at boot camp by far. In the 13 weeks we were there, this day, for whatever reason, was insanely windy. It was hard to hear the drill instructors while we were while we were marching around. And so we're we're drilling and we're doing all right, but it was just I don't know. Everybody seemed a little bit frazzled because of the wind. We couldn't hear. We couldn't really communicate properly. And eventually, our drill instructor, our senior drill instructor, just stopped everybody. And then our drill instructor, who was in charge of drill, just kind of, he left us all in formation and he said, I want you guys to just not say a word. Don't say anything. And just stand here and listen. So we sat there. Well, we stood there. We stood there quietly for about 10, 15 seconds. Now, I mentioned that the day we were out there was December 7th. Now, December 7th was the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Okay. So we're out there on the drill field. The Pearl Harbor attack happened December 7th, 1941. So we're out there and we're just, he's having us completely silent, completely silent. And we're, we're wondering why he's not letting us make a noise. And he turns to us and he looks at us and he goes, you guys, um, he said, I want you just guys to listen for a second. And he asked us all, he said, you know what the date is? And we said, it's December 7th. And he asked us, do you know what today is? 
and a handful of us were like, it's the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. He says, okay, I'm going to have you guys be quiet for a little bit longer. And we just kind of let the wind, it, it, the wind was just howling. Like if some of our covers were flying off, it was that windy. And he goes, I want you guys to say hi to all the Marines that are passing us right now, saying hi to you guys from Pearl Harbor. And when he said that, it, uh, it sent like chills down my spine because it was the weirdest thing. That was the windiest day by, it, it wasn't even close to, for the 13 weeks we were there, that was by far the windiest day. It was the day on Pearl Harbor when we were out there drilling. And when he said, I want you guys to say hi to everybody that's passing us by, it kind of felt like somebody was like actually watching us. It was the weirdest feeling. I can't really explain it, but it legitimately did feel like there were Marines sort of flying by just saying, hey, welcome, and we got your back. It was the weirdest thing, but it was the coolest, one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my entire life because it just, like I said, it was by far the windiest day, and it honestly did feel like somebody was there watching us, and and that, more than anything else, has been my favorite story out of the two years that I've been in, um, and it was it was something that, honestly, I, I'm never, ever going to forget because it, it sent like chills down my spine when he said that. Um, so that is by far my favorite Marine Corps story um, so far. So, yeah, that's my story. And apparently I've lost my co-host. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Do you, do you think they're still watching you now? Well, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course they are. <laughs> oh. It was a, it was a, uh, it was a great moment. It was a great moment. And I've got plenty of other military stories that I could, I could tell throughout the course of the show, but I just wanted to tell my favorite one. So, yeah, that was my story. Hope y'all enjoyed that. I, I don't know. I don't know where we're supposed to go from here. I don't know where we're supposed to go from that either. <laughs> That's the thing about it, though, is that like we told you guys, we don't we didn't really have anything planned. We could talk about the Giants and Patriots, even though I, that was kind of, even though that was kind of a blowout of a game. Did you happen to watch any part of that game? Well, Brady didn't even play that crazy. No, he was 31 for 41, 334 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. And I'll tell you what, the quarterback on the other side, Daniel Jones, did not play very well either. Although, although, even though he he went 15 for 31, yeah, uh, 161 yards, one touchdown, and three picks, it was relatively close in the first half. It was so? Re- I'm just saying he was doing enough to, to keep them in the game. And, like, I know that Tom Brady turned the ball over, but the game – now, the Patriots scored 14 points 
in the fourth quarter. It was 21 to uh, 14 at the end of the third quarter. It was close. They were they were holding their own. And I know Daniel Jones had three turnovers, but he did have some ridiculously good throws and was keeping them in the game for the majority of the game up until the Patriots decided to, to sort of blow the doors open at the end. But I want to read you something about the Patriots. You ready for their schedule so far? Dude, I have it. I have it on my computer right now. Dude, Steelers, Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Redskins, Giants. They haven't played anybody. The Bills. True. I've been on that Bills hype train. Gotta respect the Bills. 100%. But then they have the Jets and the Browns. The next Trash. two weeks. Like, what? I don't understand. And Baltimore isn't playing as well as they did to open the year. Nope. And the Eagles are good, but they're not a powerhouse. And who knows about the Cowboys anymore? Texas? They, they go in 16 and 0? They, dude, they might. <laughs> I want to see it. They might. Their real challenge is against Kansas City, I think. It's in Foxborough, though. True. I think is they're going to waltz. really a challenge? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to waltz over literally everybody else other than maybe the Chiefs. I think they'll dance all over the Texans and probably the Cowboys, too. Like, no, I, de- I definitely want to see it. I think they might do it, but they're going to get accused of being like the weakest 16 and 0 of all time. Like, you know, there are going to be people out there oh, saying that. with wins over Kansas City, Texans, Cowboys, and Eagles. You just said, is Kansas City really even a challenge because it's in Foxborough? Well, no, I, I, that just gives like the New England a clear advantage over Kansas City. That doesn't mean Kansas City is not like a challenge. Of course, they have to go out on the field and beat them. They have to go out on the field and beat all of these teams except for like uh, New York and Miami. They'll just beat themselves. (laughs) And probably the Browns. (laughs) Honestly. I mean, the Browns are are dangerous. The Browns are dangerous every other week. You So you don't want to be the team that goes up against the Browns when they figure it out that one week. No team wants to do that. Well, I really we can haven't sit, put that together yet. We can, see, we can sit here and say, like, they looked awful last week, which they did, but ask Baltimore how they looked. Browns shellacked them. They did. And you, you just don't want to – they have the potential to beat beat any team and lose to any team. Mm-hmm. I That's just, scary. I wish there was. <laughs> I wish there was a way. And I think it'd be impossible to do. But I wish there was a way that, like, it's it's a stupid idea. But I'm just saying, it seems so weird that the Super Bowl champions can come off a season and have the schedule that they have. You know. Well, it's just because they play in the worst, like. Universally, the worst division in they do football. But I mean, still to to play teams like like what? Well, well, I mean the Dolphins are, but like the Redskins they, and the Jets. 
Well, the Jets are in the division. Oh, true. I'm getting my division backwards. It's the Jets, <laughs> it's the, Jets the Dolphins. Bills. And the Bills, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. And I know it's sort of the luck of the draw because some of these teams got hurt. I mean, got pretty bad injuries, and the Dolphins decided to give up everybody at the last second. Well, that Pittsburgh game to open the open the year should have been if, from a schedule maker that looked like a good game yeah, should have and been. should have been a good game for new England. They had no idea that Pittsburgh was going to look so awful. Yeah. And it's, it's just an algorithm that they put in. I guess it's just frustrating that they always, that they're, they're just always good. They're always good. Yeah. I'm tired. Brady, of Raiders should trade their whole team for Tom Brady then. They no. <laughs> hey, the Raiders are three and two. If the playoffs started tomorrow, they'd be in the playoffs. So would they really? They would be, actually. They would be. So <laughs> I'm just gonna take that to the grave for now. They would? Yes. Well, I guess they would. They would be. Wait. Don't don't touch my team. Oh, they have the tiebreaker over the Colts. Yep, don't touch my team. Mm. You you can you can sit with your four no forty niners, leave my Raiders alone. Yeah, that had a nice ring to it. We're gonna Oh <laughs> 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 uh, who do the Niners play again? They've oh they play the uh, the Rams. Big game. You know, I part of me wants them to keep winning. But the other part of me just wants them to just lose every game. <laughs> I oh, I know what we should talk about. Okay, go ahead. Since we're trying to desperately fill time. What's um what's the team you hate the most? What's the team that I hate the most that like would physically make me ill to root for? Yeah. I really can't say the Niners because I was rooting for them last week because I needed them to beat the Browns. But that was more driven by the fact that I wanted an NFC team to beat an AFC team. Um, gosh. Uh, I don't know. I'm really well, not so, sure. Something in the sport, something big in the sports world happened since the last time we, we got, we posted an episode. Okay, go ahead. Do you know what that was? I might, but I could just be blanking on it. The Los Angeles Dodgers, oh, who, yeah. are, who are universally yep. picked to represent the NL in the World Series, lost in the first round to the Washington Nationals, who had not won a playoff series in forever. Maybe, maybe ever. Maybe they never did in their franchise history. But they lost in five games. Yeah, they did. There is nothing sweeter. Like, it might even eclipse the feeling you get seeing your team win, seeing the team that you absolutely hate lose. That might that feeling might be greater than seeing my team win. You know, the funny thing is, is I cannot relate to that at all because I haven't had one of my favorite major sports teams win a title. Since I've been alive. Well, the Giants haven't been relevant in five years. So they're sitting at home watching the playoffs just like us every year. And you just have to hope as a Giants fan that the Dodgers just lose. 
and come up short in grand fashion. And it, it like completes the season for the Giants. It makes it like all better. Right. Like if we were going into next year in the next MLB season and the Dodgers were the World Series champs, it would be like, oh my gosh, this is awful. They're in our division. They're our arch rival. Like we've lost hope. But now it's like, oh, you guys still can't win. <laughs> we we won three in five years, and you guys can't can't win one with all this talent, right? Ooh. Ooh, 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 I guess ooh. honestly, when you asked me that question, I immediately went to football. I didn't even think of basketball. If the Warriors got like twenty wins, I think it would be a that would be an awesome feeling to have the Warriors have like twenty wins. Oh, seeing Draymond's face. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That would be sweet. But I don't hate the Warriors as much as I hate the Dodgers. Right. And I don't watch baseball, so I can't relate to that. So, uh, And I don't hate the Lakers as much either. I don't think I do either. Um, because LeBron, <laughs> like, I love LeBron so much. Yeah, I got nothing against LeBron or Anthony Davis. So it's really the Warriors. Like, I'm, just, I'm sick and tired of them. <laughs> I'm They're... so sick of the Warriors. I actually did want to talk about basketball because it's been a. I think it's been since, like the first very first episode, we've talked about basketball. You want to revisit the power rankings? Looking, uh, it's definitely changed. It it definitely has. So do you want to you want to do a, a on the fly power rankings for next season? It's not next season. It's well this right, season. I'm sorry. Right it actually around just the started, corner. Yeah. It's nuts that baseball, or basketball just came. I know, really? It's nuts. I know. I, I remember watching the finals in 29 Palms just not too long ago. And now all of a sudden basketball is just it's right here. So do you want to do the quick little on-the-fly power rankings? Yeah, I'm doing it right now. All right. Um, I do not have our old power rankings in front of us. This is this shows a... a uh, uh, a bucket of unknown sprinkled with whatever. Just topped with unprofessionalism. Pretty much. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, so we'll do a, a bucket of unknown sprinkled with whatever topped with unprofessionalism. I like it. That's the title of the show right there. Good grief. We made it. I know, right? <laughs> Side note, I think I've contributed more titles to the show than you have. Okay. I do try to be generous with that. I hope you know that. Oh, wow. Really? I, I really try to go every other if I can, unless one of us has just a groundbreaking line. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I, I, I really try to. It doesn't always work. But uh, I, that has been the strategy I have tried to implement in picking the titles. So, like I said, it doesn't always work, but that is the philosophy. So, do you want to start with the East, or do you want to go to the West? We got about fifteen oh, well, minutes. The, the East, the East doesn't change for me. All right, so we'll go to the East. So, uh, I guess we'll just uh, we'll do this sort of in order. So, where where you got? We got number one. Uh, still Milwaukee. Yeah, I got I got no disagreement with you there. But Philly. Looks real good. Did you see that Ben Simmons jumper? 
He hit a three. <laughs> I have not seen more like overreaction to a guy <laughs> making one shot. Like they thought he, they think he's going to be the next Michael Jordan after he made one three. But it's true. Like even if the dude shoots like thirty three percent, which is in NBA terms awful for a guard, it's still going to put them on like a different planet. Yeah. Um, it looks good though. I, I, it does. It actually looks like a pretty good, uh, pretty good shot stroke. Um, so I got, uh, yeah, I'll take Philly at number two as well. Um, and honestly, I think you and I might differ at number three. So I'm going to be interested to hear what you have to say about three. Um, the, uh, the 2019 FIBA World Cup team. Oh, I mean, uh, Boston Celtics. Yeah, Boston Celtics. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to go a little bit different than you. I'm going to put Indiana at three. I thought you were going to. I think Indiana might be a, a sneaky good team this year. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to write these power rankings down real quick. We'll go official. Um, and we'll, we'll keep these for the season to see where, see where we end up. So we both are good, one through two, and then you got Boston. I would put Boston at four. That's who my four is going to be. I, my mind's kind of blanking on uh, everyone else in the East. I've got I've got the list right in front of me. If you want to, why don't you pull it up, Lazy? No, I'm an NBA expert. NBA, I got Brooklyn at five. <laughs> no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Didn't I put it somewhere? I got Brooklyn at five. Why don't you uh, hurry up with your power rankings? Our your our unprofessionalism uh, is showing. I'll put Indiana back at four. Weren't they there last year? Uh, yeah, right around there. Indiana at four. Yeah. Uh-huh. We got a five then. Miami. Oh, see, <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna go Miami for. Under Brooklyn. Yeah, I got Miami as well. Miami might actually be relatively decent, at least in an East that is not going to be overwhelming. Um, I'll go Brooklyn 6, Orlando. No, Detroit 7, Orlando 8. Orlando. 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 Really? Uh-huh. Orlando. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think I agree. Detroit and Orlando. <laughs> 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 so you and I are pretty similar aside from uh, three through uh, three through six. Yeah, let's get to let's get to the fun. Yeah, nobody fun nobody one. cares about the East. All right, so here we go with the West. Who's number one for you? I literally had this conversation with a coworker like yesterday. So, um, the team that looks the best in the preseason, the Houston Rockets. You're going Houston? Really? They actually look really good. And you know who, who's been balling for them? Who? Benny Mack. Benny Mack. <laughs> that team is littered with shooters. Can't, can't go a, uh, an episode talking about the NBA without a Benny Mackamore reference. I mean, he's. I'm. Aren't you happy for him? Of course. 
to find a place. Like, he's a nice dude, and all he does is is work hard. And he's gotten such a bad rap as being, like, a bust or something like that. He was just in a bad situation. And that's – it's simple like that for guys. Okay, first of all, the Kings are going to be the number one team. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, you actually put them number one? No, not at all. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to put the Clippers at one. I'm not going to buy Houston as number one until I see it sort of manifest itself throughout the first couple games. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy it yet. I'm way more buying into the Clippers than anybody else right now. So I'm going to go Clippers one. What hurts them in terms of, uh, postseason standings is Paul George isn't going to start, uh, the year playing for them because he's just recovering from both shoulder surgeries or just one. And then Kawhi is going to need time to rest. And yeah, that's when you have two superstars missing time, it's going to, your record's going to diminish a little bit. I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to redo these power rankings sometime in the middle. I think if we can go one at the beginning and one in the middle, Sort of like this is where we think they're going to be at the middle of the season. Once we get to the middle of the season, okay, where do where do we think things shake out? Um, so, but at least start of the season, I'm going to stick with him. I've, I've said it from the beginning, so I'm going to stick with stick with who I've said. Who you got at number two? I put L.A. Clippers. Oh, so you got the Clips? Okay. Um, I'm going to put I'm going to put Denver at two. Whew. I'm going to reach it. They're tricky. I didn't know where to put them. I'm going to reach a little bit up on the, on the nuggets. I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going with Denver at two. It feels so wrong to put Denver above Houston and LA. You're right. But when you look back at their last season, I mean, the Denver nuggets were at a point. I mean, they were, they were the number one team in the West last year for a good stretch. No, I have them. I have them a little lower. A little lower. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Who you got at three? I have Portland. Portland, dude. Thank you. Thank you for buying into Portland. There's every year, people put these predictions out, and it, they just go down the line like Clippers, LA, Houston, ball, like in that order, and everyone agrees with it. But every single year, Portland surprises and gets higher than people think. I just I think Portland is going to surprise people, which is so weird because they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. I know. Like they should they should not be surprising people, but they're they're going to because they're getting slept on this year, bro. And sneaky signing from them, sneaky signing was Hassan Whiteside. I think that's going to be a really big deal for them. He's been low key this off season too, which is nice mm-hmm. for them. One hundred percent. I totally he hasn't forgot. Made any noise. Gal Lavisier was on Portland. I totally forgot that. Yeah, who cares about Scal? Uh, no, <laughs> but he's still <laughs> there. Um, I had Portland in three as well. So, oh really? Yeah. I like I said, thank you for buying into Portland like I did. I'm glad I'm not alone there. But it's like, well, but you're right. It feels weird saying buying into Portland because, like you mentioned, they were in the Western Conference Finals. So it's like, and I have, I, I genuinely believe. Damian Lillard is winning MVP this year. There's no one that has a better opportunity. You'd love to, to see it. Like, I would love to see him win. Like, the NBA does not give out back-to-back 
MVP awards unless you like do something amazing, ridiculous. So yeah. Giannis isn't going to get as many votes, and it just opens the door for Dame to I do hope. it because they're the Writers Association is always looking to put like a new player, a fresh face, up for yeah. that award. Yeah, why not De'Aaron Fox? Um, well, you'll see where the Kings are. <laughs> I'm gonna put him in at eight. I don't care. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put him in a little bit higher than you. I think. Okay. Um, who you got at four? L.A. The other one. L.A. L.A. The Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers. Oh, okay. See, here's where things got tricky for me because I'm struggling between picking between Utah, the Lakers, and Houston. Mm-hmm. I think those are interchangeable from four to six. I really do. And I have no – and I I just said to my coworker earlier this week that I think Utah is a top four team. I really do. And I'm worried a little bit about the Lakers just in the sense that – I. I don't. You do really don't know how healthy LeBron is going to be. What do you mean? Well, I'm just saying he wasn't healthy all of last season. He just had the most rest in his career. True, but he just came seasons. off a season where he had the most injuries, and you're just saying he had the most. He had one injury that lasted a long that's time. A, that's a fluke thing. But what if it isn't? It's not a thing that like uh, lags to you. A groin injury? Maybe he's you think his old. groin's not healed? Maybe by he's now? getting old. Maybe he's getting old. I'm just saying. I'm oh, not saying. Oh, Joakim Noah and LeBron James are the same age. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that nuts? That's the weirdest thing to say. LeBron is going to be in the MVP conversation, and Joakim Noah couldn't even get a job until the middle part of last year. All right, so, so put some respect on that on that man's name, the Kang's name. All right, so here's the thing. I'm going to go with Houston at four. I'm I thought you said with... Utah was the top four team. I know. And like <laughs> I said, well, I know what I said was I believe they are, but okay. I just. Well, the thing is with the West, one through seven are all legit title contenders. Yeah. So, like I said, I think four, five, and six are interchangeable. This is just where I'm going to throw them in right now. I'm not 100%. I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I just said Utah earlier this week at four. But I'm going to go Houston, L.A., Utah. But I do think Utah is going to end up higher than six. But this is starting at the beginning of the season. But I do think they're actually going to be higher than six. Um, so I just gave five and six. Who are your five and six? Um, oh, I Utah at five, and then I put Denver at six. Denver way down at six. Wow. Well, it's like I couldn't. F- I I told you I I, I understand. I no, I get put it. Put him above L.A. I couldn't put him above Utah. You know what's funny? I would technically put him above Portland, but I just think Portland's gonna finish that high, and I don't think Denver's gonna finish second. So it's like. <laughs> It's just a weird, it's a weird puzzle, like putting all these pieces together. Well, it's funny because I look at my list and I look at your list and I could obviously make an argument for mine because it's my list, but then I can look at yours and go, yeah, 
I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up like this either. I mean, if Denver, I seriously think Denver can end up two, like I put it there. But I also do think that if they end up at six, that's not totally an outside the box pick because of everybody else that they're going up against. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, all right. So who's seven for you? Them, them Kangs. You're gonna go, oh wow! You're gonna go <laughs> above somebody. Who who do you think I got them above? I know who you have them above. I'm just a little surprised. I mean, why why are you surprised? I'm not. Well, they're making that they're making the jump this year because Clay's going to come back. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> and they're still at the end of the day going to have the three guys who won them championships. Yo, put them put them all in their prime, all healthy, straight up five on five. Kangs win ten times out of ten. <laughs> It's <laughs> lost all credibility in one, <laughs> in one sentence. No, but the the Kings have a shot. They could split the season series with Golden State. I Yo, don't think that's Kings, so far fetched. The Kings two years ago could have split the season series with Golden State. I don't know why they decide to play uh, really well against Golden State. It's the weirdest thing. They get up for big games. If, they're young. They're a young team. If the Kings were playing the Golden State Warriors. Uh, every single game during the season, they might lose the majority of them, but they'd only lose by about two points. It's so weird. They always compete against the Warriors. I don't know why. So did you put Warriors at seven then? I did, yeah. Wow, that's blasphemy. And I, put, I put the Kings State in eight. Warriors at seven. And I put the Kings at eight because I have to put the Kings at eight. I have to have, I have, to have that hope that they're going to be there. No, you could put them at seven. I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> See, the the thing it was it goes back to my like same rationale for Portland. It's not going to end up like people think. Oh goodness gracious, no! It doesn't. So I like why why not have the Kings at seven? If why this... is that? They're ever all of these teams are going to be like a game. It could be determined by tiebreakers. That's uh-huh. how close this is. This all is. If if either if my lineup right now, if my power ranking lineup is correct at the end of the season, I'm just going to buy a lottery ticket. Just one ticket. Because I'll end up winning. At that point. Yeah, that's what that's what the California lottery wants you to think. Uh-huh. So we'll go through. So you have Houston, Clippers, Portland, Lakers, Utah, Denver, Kangs, Golden State. I got the Clippers, Denver, Portland, Houston, LA, Utah, Golden State. Kings. The only team that we have exactly the same is Portland. That's it. <laughs> and the funny thing is, <laughs> is that both of our lists, I think, are very reasonable. I don't think my list is very reasonable, but... I I can make an argument for yours. I really... I, mean, I, think, the, I think the Warriors are too low. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Hey, you know what? Steph is going to have a – it's that first half of the season. You never know where they're going to shake out. That second half of the season when Clay comes back, yeah, there's, then they're going to be, you know, full-power Golden State Warriors. But until then, they're not at full strength. And by that time, teams could develop a, a, a sizable gap between them and the Warriors. So you never know. The opening night is – oh, when is it? For which team? Or just the NBA? The NBA. Oh, okay. Um, like we're we're getting close here. 
as we, you can hear us typing because, you know, that's the kind of budget we have. New Orleans versus Toronto? October 22nd is the date that I found. So, ladies and gentlemen, put your, you know, put your alarm clocks on Tuesday, October 22nd. <laughs> put your alarm clocks on. <laughs> With, with marquee matchups featuring Pelicans, Raptors, Lakers, and Clippers. I'm reading off of a website right now. I'm proud of you. Number one overall pick, Zion Williamson, will make his regular season debut against the defending champions in the early game. You see, uh, you, see, you see Zion play this preseason? Yeah, he keeps dunking on people. Is anyone going to make him like shoot past 10 feet? Is, Yo, that I gonna, hope some, is that going to be a thing? I hope somebody shoulder checks him when he goes up for a dunk. I don't want him to get hurt, but I hope somebody just gives him a welcome to the NBA out of bounds. What, what player? Well, I, I have one player in mind. Yo, Draymond's going to do it. Nah, not Draymond. Not Draymond. Steven Adams. Steven Adams wouldn't hurt a fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Steve, Steven Adams looks like he's a mean guy. He's really not. Bro, he set some hard screens. Yeah, I know. But he's not I don't think he's the, he's not the type of player to shoulder check somebody out of bounds. Um now he'll screen Zion and that might be one of the only guys in the league who won't bounce off of Zion because nobody's going to run through Steven Adams. I wish he was a king. Gosh. Why can't why didn't they get that that deal done. That's the one guy I wanted us to get. Like, more than anybody else. Yeah, Deadman looks kind of... He doesn't look like a good fit so far. Not going to lie. I watched him in San Antonio, and he's a good player, but he doesn't run like the Kings want to run. He really doesn't. Like, just from what I remember... He's... He's long, I guess. He can He's kind block, of slow. Block Willie, shots. Willie was definitely faster. Oh there sure. Is, there's no, there's no question. But they're trying, to, they're trying to play Marvin alongside Tedman too. Yeah. How do, you, how do you think Marvin will do this year? MVP. He's gonna beat out Dame. No, like, year. like legit though. Legit. I think you put up. Uh, I think reasonable is 17 points per game. I was going to say 15. Um, 11 rebounds. I was going to say 15 and 10 would be what, I, what I'm hoping for. Block point eight. So 1.8. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, a block and add point eight to it. Right, 1.8. Yeah, yeah. A block, but add like point eight to it. Right. right okay. I see what you're going. Because you and I have always been like that, you know? Like what? Like that. Uh-huh. God, we really need to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to end the show. Before we just, before people just are like, okay, I'm never listening to these goobers again. Are we going to talk about movies ever again? Wasn't that like a <laughs> thing that we promised? We did say that. I did see the Joker too. I I have I could have done a review on the Joker. Uh, and we could have done your listen up today too. On the Raiders, yeah. But you know what? That's that's coming that's coming past because the the Raiders, you know, it it's it was earlier 
last week. So it's hard. It's not relevant anymore. You got to do topics that are relevant to your audience. Or in our case, you can have nothing planned and throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. We hope you guys liked this episode. Because we um, didn't. No. <laughs> we were obligated to do this. Uh, Jason went to my house and threatened to break my arm if I didn't sit down and record. Only, th- only one of those things is true. So you guys can figure out which one was true and which one wasn't. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, goodness gracious, we need to end the show. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Like I said, we crossed 500 listens for the podcast, which is... We hit it way earlier than I than I assumed we were going to. So the fact that we're there right now is, is amazing. And we hit 500 in, in two months, so maybe we'll hit 1,000 by the end of the year. I don't know. Um, we'll see uh, We'll see where this podcast goes. We have a couple people who have asked to be on the show. Um, so we've got more guests lined up uh, for you guys ready to go. We just got to get those sorted out with, uh, with everybody's schedules and times. Um, and also, if you are new to this show, and you haven't, and you really don't know how we do things around here. Um, <laughs> we we release we release episodes Tuesdays and Saturdays. We try to have guests on as much as we can. Um, Tuesdays are really really heavy sports, um, and Saturdays are normally uh, a lot of sports and a handful of uh, sort of stuff about Sam and I. But not a lot has gone on since our, our last episode and and, uh, and today. So we just kind of did a, a sort of whatever episode. Um, yeah, it'll happen from time to time. If you guys are new, go back and listen to our uh, our earlier episodes. Don't judge us purely off of this one. Um, the I, the Charlie one recently and the Keegan ones uh, were really really good. Um, they were amazing guests. Um, Jenna Jenna Sam's girlfriend, she was really really good on the show as well. And honestly, one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done was the one that we did way back with Josh um, and listening to his story about his contest that he won uh, through the NBA. So we have plenty of guests lined up ready uh, for you guys to go. We just, like I said, we've got to get those schedules worked out with everybody. Um, yeah, apparently not everyone can record at 1130 at night. Really? I know. It's Isn't that weird? It's a shame, really. But I, just... I guess people, like, enjoy their sleep. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand those people. I just need people to start sharing this so I can quit my job and make this my full time. Right? Yeah. I'm tired, <laughs> tired of working. Let's, we just want to make this. Uh, I just want to pay my student loans with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, and if you and if you stuck with us this whole time, thank you guys so much. I mean, really, the the support has been, you know, way more than we could have hoped and. We're, we're glad that we've been able to hopefully semi-entertain you guys for for uh, an hour or two a week. So, again, uh, a lot of guests coming up for you guys. We're uh, excited about where the show is and where it's going. Um, and thank you guys so much um, for, uh, for all the support. So, we'll be back again on uh, Tuesday with another episode recapping week six of the NFL season. And After that will- Niners stuff. Oh, uh, and uh, you know, oh, the Raiders don't play. It's a bye weekend. What am I gonna do? <laughs> it's gonna be such a boring weekend without the Raiders playing. What did you do last weekend when the Niners weren't playing? 
Um, what did I do? It was kind of sad. I mean, I still had fantasy, so that like made me watch the NFL. But it was, it was, it sucks. It really sucks. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna have to like do homework and stuff. I That's hate homework. I know. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. We hope you guys. Who knows if you enjoyed this episode? <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah, it was certainly fun to talk about a little bit, a little different, a uh, little bit, a little bit different uh, trail that we went down. Uh, thank you guys so much. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Have a phenomenal weekend, and we will see you guys all on Tuesday. See you guys. <laughs>